0: Guys, it's here, season two of the Hannah Ashton podcast. I know you guys have been waiting, I have been waiting, and now the wait is over. And so, in this episode, I am thrilled to introduce you all to Sophia Pruitt. She is a young online sensation with almost 400,000 YouTube subscribers and 21,000 Instagram followers. We are gonna talk today about all things YouTube, how she got to where she is today. And we're going to chat about her recent tour with Garage Clothing and how it was working alongside other influencers like Daniel Carolyn and Kenzie Elizabeth. So let's roll the new intro and get started. You're listening to the Hannah Ashton Podcast, the show for dreamers and achievers and where women can learn how to create their own digital success that leads to a healthy and happy career. I'm your host, Hannah a YouTuber, entrepreneur, public speaker, and college student, and I am so glad you're here. I can't wait to spill all my secrets and all my interviewees tips with you all today. So let's get started. Hey, Sophia, welcome to the show. I am so excited to talk to you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: We were just talking before the show, guys, saying it's been so long because we actually met in Dallas this past September, I think, at StyleCon Dallas, and we got mm-hmm. to have a nice dinner out together. It was really fun to connect, and now I'm so excited to get to connect with you again um, digitally here through the podcast. Yeah, me too. So, Sophia, I want to talk to you today about your amazing growth on YouTube uh, and being so young. I mean, we're the same age, and you've just really flourished on YouTube and created this amazing brand for yourself. And you've recently had the experience of going on tour with the amazing company Garage. And so, we'll get into that later in the show because I'm sure many listeners are interested in how that came about and how that went. But first, I want to start with just your YouTube story because I get so interested in how YouTubers began and, you know, where where the, found, where was the foundation blocks for your channel and kind of how did you get to where you are today?
1: Yeah. So I have always had an interest in videos. Whenever I was little, I would always watch movies and be super interested in how they made them, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And then I used to watch a lot of YouTube videos around like middle school. And then in eighth grade, I just decided to make my own channel. And I actually had a YouTube channel before, the one I have now, and I used to make, like, American Girl Doll videos and stuff on there, so it kind of got me into it. And then in eighth grade, I started my channel right now making beauty, lifestyle, DIY content, and just kind of kept progressing. I got more serious my sophomore year of high school and just kind of went from there.
0: Oh, my goodness. We have such a similar story. I got started with American girl doll stop motion. So really, me too. <laughs> I know that is so exciting. Like the same beginnings and same for me, like in high school is when I really started to get into it. When you started, ha- what kind of equipment did you have? Did you have a DSLR camera or, you know, maybe you were more like me where I just had a webcam when I started with my American girl dolls, like what were your beginning stages?
1: Well, when I started with my American Girl Girlbaz, I was using a webcam too. (laughs) But when I actually made my main channel, I had just gotten a camera for Christmas. It was a little point-and-shoot camera. I think it was a Nikon. And I used that for probably around a year and a half. And then I saved up enough money and upgraded to the Canon T3i. And then I started using different lenses. And eventually, I saved up for an upgraded DSLR. And... The Sigma 30 millimeter lens, which is like everyone's goal lens, I feel like. So, um, yeah, my I just kind of gradually updated my equipment, and then I got a ring light, which kind of changed everything. It makes the lighting really good no matter what. So, I just use like basic equipment. I feel like, but it works really well.
0: Yes, and I'm sure you use natural lighting as well with the ring light because your lighting super bright and happy, and I love it. Thank you. That sophomore year of high school, kind of what was your thought progression? Like, did you take time away from like maybe hanging out with your friends one weekend because you're like, you know what, I'm gonna work more on my videos? Like, what kind of was your thought process as you decided to start taking YouTube seriously?
1: Well, I remember sophomore year is when my first video kind of blew up, I guess you could say. And that just kind of confirmed for me that I could like really make this something cool, I guess. So, that kind of motivated me to keep making videos every single week. And as I got more serious into it, I did have to explain to my friends, like, I can't always hang out whenever because I do take this seriously. And I want to make sure that I have a video every single week. And my friends are luckily really supportive about that. So I haven't really had an issue. But I have had to make some sacrifices to keep it going. But it's really worth it to me.
0: Yeah, of course. So have you kind of really stuck with consistency and schedule? Have you posted a video every week since you started or have you taken breaks from now uh, or from when you started to now? How's your consistency been since you've been doing it for such a long time? I'd say my consistency has been pretty good. I mean,
1: there are occasionally times where I just, life gets too busy and I can't upload, but whenever I travel, I like to pre-film like a week or so in advance. And before I go for a trip, I usually have like three videos that I'm trying to make and I'm always really busy, but it's just part of it for me. I'm kind of used to that. But um, I personally hate like missing a week of uploading because I like to have content out constantly to keep growing. But it's like a lot of work, but so much fun.
0: Yes, I totally agree. So you're now at around 363,000 subscribers, which is amazing. Congrats. So when did you hit that big milestone of 100,000 and what kind of aspects of your channel blew up over the years to get you to where you're at today? Was there a certain style of video, a trend that, you know, hopped on? Was there something that made your videos viral or was, has it just been a consistent progression over the years?
1: Um, well, I'd say the first kind of video that gained popularity was my how to fall asleep fast video. I kind of just made that spontaneously one day and a lot of people started watching it, which kind of surprised me. Um, I'd say the style of videos that I was making at that time was like really upbeat DIYs. If like the trend at that time was having um, a lot of DIY videos were actually really popular then, but um, kind of saturated content. I'm sure you know what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. Um, And over the years, I've started to kind of change my content as I'm growing up and kind
0: of tailor it to more of my personality. So how do you feel about YouTube trends and viral video ideas coming into YouTube? Do you try to hop on every viral trend that comes in because, you know, it's obviously going to boost those views? Do you target the video trends you choose because your videos do amazing with search engine optimization? And I can tell that uh, you definitely try to stay on top of what's going on, but I just want to kind of know how you plan your video ideas. Well, I try to kind of find a happy
1: medium between doing things that are popular and also what? I want to do. Um, I don't do every single trend that goes viral because sometimes it just doesn't relate to my type of content. Um, But sometimes if there is a trend that I feel like isn't necessarily for me, I'll kind of put my own twist on it and make it more my style. I feel like it's important to do that at times because that's like the way people can find you and you kind of have to go along with social media trends. But it's also good to be yourself and make unique video ideas. So I just try to kind of stick between the two.
0: Yes. Um, that's kind of what I try to do too. And what I tell people when asking me, you know, what should I do? Popular video. Should I do these really unique video ideas when starting a channel? I kind of always say that you obviously need your niche on YouTube. And I feel like your niche is, you know, just like lifestyle for your, around your age group, um, and like female millennials but you know, so sometimes trends come into that female millennial niche and you hop on that and you do awesome. Like with the Instagram followers control my day, my life for a day, you know, you did that trend and I loved it. And so that's kind of, what I tell my clients too, what you just said is when you can find a trend that like works with your niche and kind of works with the type of videos you already make, then that's awesome and hop in it because, like you said, it's going to help your channel get found easier. But also, don't feel like you have to, you know, be a part of every trend. You know, slime is a huge thing on YouTube, but I've never felt like it really connects with me, and so that's why I've kind of never hopped on that trend on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome advice to just keep in mind regarding YouTube and viral videos. Mm-hmm. So recently you went on tour at the beginning of June with the clothing brand garage. I would love to hear how this came about. Had you previously worked with garage um, or did they just reach out to you for this tour and kind of how did the basics of this begin this collaboration?
1: Well, I've actually never worked with garage in the past. I've always been a fan of their clothing. I've been shopping there for years and it kind of came about pretty quickly. I got an email from my manager And he said that um, another YouTuber, Danielle Carolyn, was going on a little summer tour with Garage. And he said that they're also interested in inviting me. And I was really thrilled about that because I've never done anything like this before. And it's just super exciting because Garage is a really big brand. And since I've been a fan of them, I
0: was just so excited to work with them. Tell those who haven't been following along kind of what the tour consisted of.
1: Well, we went, there were three locations on the tour. I couldn't go to the first one, which was in New York because of graduation, but I did go to Chicago and Los Angeles, and basically in each location, we would spend one day doing photo shoots around the city wearing different garage clothes, and then the next day, we would host a meetup near a garage shop and just get to meet a bunch of fans, which was amazing and unreal to me.
0: And how was it being on tour with Kenzie and Danielle? They're both two YouTubers I look up to and love. Do you have any funny stories that happened along the way or fun insights?
1: Yeah, they're both really, really sweet. They're like the same in person as they are online. And it was really fun hanging out with them. Um, When we were in... Chicago it was really really cold outside and you can't really tell because we're wearing like tube tops and short shorts so it kind of looks like it's summer and we were just so cold that we were like literally about to die in like every location and we had to keep putting on jackets after each picture which isn't that interesting the story but it was just really funny like you kind of had to be there if you know what I mean but
0: yes I get that it's like model life you know it looks so amazing outside but really you're freezing or you know you're in a super hot climate and you have to wear winter clothes
1: It's another funny story in Los Angeles we had just eaten like a big lunch and we were about to take a bunch of pictures and then garage took us to different restaurants like one after another so we kind of had to eat a bunch of food even though we were already full it's just I don't know it's just kind of funny like it's just endless food for pictures.
0: Yeah that's def that's like the best model life It's just continuously eating with pictures I love that. (laughs) Exactly. What was your favorite part about the meetup experience?
1: I would definitely say just meeting a bunch of people that watch our videos it's kind of cool to actually meet them in person because when you just see a number on a screen, it doesn't mean as much, but then when you actually see them in person and they tell you like that you inspire them, it kind of just, it really brings everything to life and just motivates me even more to keep making videos. It's just, it's just so cool. I love it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And you have obviously a lot of numbers on that screen, but what would you tell starting YouTubers who maybe just have five subscribers or under a hundred subscribers? And I feel like when I started those, that really didn't register to me that those were actual people because you know, you're not doing meetups. You're not maybe getting DMS daily from people watching your videos, but how would you tell starting YouTubers to kind of, you know, make that realization and create content for people rather than just a number?
1: I would say just keep posting, be patient. It's not all gonna come really fast. And when people comment on your videos, really take time to respond to them if you can. I know like once you get bigger, it's harder to respond to every comment, but it really means a lot to people when you engage with them because it also not only makes them feel good, but it makes you realize that you really are like
0: making videos for real people and it it makes a difference. For sure, yes. What projects or events are you looking forward to coming up this year? Do you have anything you can share with us? Well, I don't have any specific events in the works right
1: now, but I am moving into college in August, so I'm really excited to make a bunch of college-themed videos and just start a whole new... Series on my channel, I guess. I think it's gonna be really fun.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. I want to talk about that for a second because I'm doing the same thing. Like I said, with the same age, we're transitioning into this new time in our lives. And how do you feel about you know, as you grow up, as we've grown up on YouTube, uh, people have seen our progression since, like you said, eighth grade, middle school to now college. And so, how do you try to keep consistency with you and your channel while going through all of these different life changes? Well. I have to say
1: I've been a little bit nervous about that because I am living in a dorm. Um, People keep telling me that my roommate isn't always going to be in the dorm, so I'll have some time to film. And I know it's going to be a big change. Like, I'll have to figure out my schedule and all that to film videos. But I really want to keep posting consistently. So it's going to (laughs) be kind of a change to fit my schedule. But I'm going to make it work.
0: I've had that exact same fear because I will also be living in a dorm. Thankfully, I do know like my roommate and she knows I do YouTube. So I'm like, just so you know, there may be a Saturday or something. I'll need the dorm for like 30 minutes to film a quick video. And I'm trying to figure out l- best lighting practices. Like when I did my college, you know, tour and orientation, I was like, okay, how can I set this up to make it work? Um <laughs> Yeah. So maybe in a few months we can give some tips to other people moving into dorms on how to create a dorm that works for YouTubers. Exactly. <laughs> As you guys know, this podcast is sponsor free, but I wanted to tell you all about the course that I love made and created for you by yours truly. And that is my four weeks to launching and sustaining a successful YouTube channel. I put my heart and soul into this course and I'm so happy to be sharing it with you guys. So if you want more information on how you can launch your dream YouTube channel and know the tools and knowledge of a five-year YouTuber just in four weeks or less, then hop on over to my website, hannahashton.com and go under course. It'll also be in the show notes of this podcast on there. Okay. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. And the question I ask all of my interviewees is, what is your favorite inspirational quote or influential person that you've learned from?
1: That's a good question. I was trying to think of some quotes earlier, but one that I really love is she turned her can'ts into cans and her dreams into plans, which sounds really cliche, but it's inspiring because really, if you put your mind to anything, you can do it with a lot of hard work. So that keeps me motivated for sure.
0: Yes, I love that quote. And that is also going to be awesome to take, you know, into college and into all these new experiences in our lives. Actually, I know that's usually the last question, but one more question I have for you is what are you going to be studying in college? And you know, are you going to want to continue YouTube after college or do you want to go into a different career path? Kind of what are your plans?
1: I am hoping to continue YouTube as long as possible. My goal is to make it my career and maybe into something else as well, like maybe one day write a book or come out with some sort of line or something. I'm not positive yet, but in college I'll be studying film studies because, like I said, I'm really interested in cinematography and things like that and it could also help me improve my own channel And then I'm planning on minoring in entrepreneurship just because I think it's really good to have.
0: Yes. My major is entrepreneurship. So right there with you, girl. Yes. And – Something else I'm wondering is, you know, a lot of YouTubers, especially of your size, they may not choose the routes of college or higher education, you know, which, you know, is totally fine. They just choose a different path. They choose to do YouTube full time. Did you ever have that thought of, you know, maybe I should save the money that, you know, because college is so expensive and continue just with YouTube and kind of what made you decide to go to college? I did have that
1: thought, but I've always planned on going to college my whole life. I'm really grateful that I've had the opportunity to go to college. But um, for me, college was something I wanted to experience in my life. And I want to like make a bunch of friends and just have that whole experience and also just learn a lot because I do want to get a degree. So it just felt like the right path to me.
0: I love that. You're amazing, Sophia. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I love talking to you and can't wait to keep in touch and see all the amazing things you do in the next year. And I'm just, I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much. And you too. So guys, that is it for today's interview. I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation as much as I loved having it. But a new part I want to add to my shows is giving a takeaway after the interview. Because I know after I listen to an awesome conversation in a podcast, I feel inspired, but sometimes I forget to apply the things I listen to in my real life. So get out a notepad if you want, and here are some key points I gathered from the recording, but if you have any of your own, I would love to hear them too. So these are for if you have a YouTube channel or a following of your own. One, You don't have to do every kind of trendy video as a YouTuber to go viral or to have a big following. Choose video trends that resonate with you and work with your channel. And number two, remember that behind the numbers on your account, whether that's followers, subscribers, email subscribers, whatever, that they are true people. Make sure to engage and respond to remember that you're influencing a real person. And here's a little something I like to do to kind of put it in perspective. Even if you have only 25 subscribers, try to think about those 25 people in a room. That's not a bad audience. But that influence can sometimes be lost when we're just looking at a number compared to others' numbers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, I want to know your thoughts. Post a screenshot of you listening to the podcast on your Instagram story and tag me. We can then have a fun DM chat about all things business, social media, life, and honestly, whatever else. Let me know what you want to see more of in this podcast and what you already love about it in an iTunes review, and I will catch y'all next time. Just remember to dream, believe, and achieve. Bye.